Hey, hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Police Off the Cuff After Hours. My name is Mark DeMayo. I'm your host. Sitting in with me tonight is a return customer. He's, I don't know why you come back for the punishment, but um, he's a retired NYPD first grade detective. He's also a frequent uh, contributor on Fox News. And uh, we're excited to have him back, especially tonight, because we have some breaking news. So we'll get to that in a second. Let's just say hello to Bill Ryan. What's up, Bill? Hello, Mark. Everybody out there on the Off the Cuff family. Great to see everybody. Happy holidays. Yeah, it's really good to see you, man. I'm happy to see you. I like you a lot. Let's uh, let's say hello before we uh, give the breaking news. Uh, boxing M MMA 365 is in the house. Uh, high single mom of four. She says hello to um, Ryan Investigative Group. Uh, let's see. Uh, single mom. I box in MMA. See. Let me see. Yankee fan for life. Uh, I'm sorry about that Yankee fan. I'm a Met fan <laughs> for life. So, uh, but thanks for tuning in anyway. Uh, oh yeah, Yankee fan for life. Did you hear that the Mets got uh, Max Scherzer and uh, <laughs> Marte? Uh, Did right. you ever think the Mets would be the one spending money? Well, this guy Cohen, he's got he's got big pockets, man. So uh, well, all are, these guys have big pockets and they don't spend it. You know, I mean, I'm 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 happy to see they're actually spending some money here. Yeah, yeah. Well, the last um, uh, owners the Mets had, the Wilpons, they were involved with um, Madoff, so they uh, their money got tied a little tied up at the time. Yeah. Uh, Chris Davis, dang it, I'd love to watch if I could. Uh, turn on the closed caption. Okay, good, good. Complicated. Hello from Tennessee. Oh, I got a story for you tonight. Uh, something really cool. I'm going to show you, Bill. Uh, you might have seen it already, but we'll talk about that. It happened in Tennessee, in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, Diane Fields, hello. She says hello, everyone. Alicia B. Sandy Ridgeway. MC Audio, the man who helped me start my miniseries. Uh, for those of you, uh, Bill asked me earlier if Mike Cologne was going to sit in, and I said uh, uh, no, unfortunately. Uh, He's on hiatus right now. He's taking a month off. From what? I don't know. He does one thing in his life. He has a freaking podcast he does once a week, but he needs a, he needs a break. So uh, enjoy your rest. Rest up. Hey, Mike. Rest up, you 21-year-old that needs a break. Jitterbug. The prodigy. Yeah, Mike the prodigy. Uh, good evening, everyone, says Jitterbug. Ruth Ann Griffin. Hi, Mark. Hi, Bill. Hi. Uh, Shalma Tong. Hello, everyone. Uh, Maria Green. Yankee fan for uh, another Yankee fan. All right, I'm getting we're getting bombarded here. Uh, SCC, hello, all. Uh, first, let me uh, let MW say thank you to uh, your service. Thank you, we appreciate that. That's very nice to you. Yeah. I would like to ask if you could please answer. Yeah, you could uh, ask any question. Um, as the show goes along, um, I'm going to come back to you, and uh, we'll we'll get at that question. Oh, are you guys familiar with Leap Law Enforcement Against Prohibition, founded by retired New, Jer New Jersey trooper Jack Cole? Uh, I'm not familiar I'm not. with it. Maybe Bill is. Um, well, we'll, we'll look it up. We'll look it up, yeah. on. Mike Bonner, hello from Staten Island. Hi, Mike Bonner. Thank you for tuning in. Who else we got here? Okay, and the last one, uh, Sandy Ridgeway from Indiana. Hello, all the way from Indiana. Hello, What's Sandy. up, everybody, folks? If you got my official police off the cuff mug, I'm all set. <laughs> yeah, man, I got my official police off the cuff uh, vodka with uh, club soda. That's how long I've been a fan. I, I've got, I think, one of your, your original cups. Right? Yeah, that's the original one. I still have those too. Those yeah. are cool. All right. So, without further ado, um, we're going to take you into a breaking news story that just happened tonight. In case you're not aware of it, actor uh, J uh, Jesse 
Jesse Smollett from um, from the show TV show Empire was found guilty. And uh, let's just uh, bring this up and and uh, catch everybody up to this just happened, folks. Right now, right now, the jury has found actor Jesse Smollett guilty on at least five of six counts of charges against that he staged an anti-gay racist attack on himself nearly three years ago and then lied to Chicago police about it. We, of course, are going to be following this breaking news out of Chicago. We will have the very latest on Eyewitness News at four o'clock. Hello, I'm Mark Brown. Get more great. So there you go. Hold on a second. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Jesse Smollett was found guilty of five out of the six charges. Um, this was an interesting case. Dates back to, uh, what, what has it been, like over a year now, right? Yeah. This all been going on? It's been a while. And, you know, it, it's something that... Uh, you know, yeah, because I, it was in the middle of winter in Chicago. That was uh, one of Dave Chappelle's show. I'll show that clip in a second, but um, it was in the middle of Chicago, in the middle of winter in Chicago, and uh, it's just the whole thing seemed absurd, even at, even at first. I mean, you just think about the story. You know, you've got you've got two in the middle of Chicago. You've got two big white guys walking around with MAGA hats at what three in the morning by a uh-huh. Subway sandwich shop and. Uh, you know, and they just happen to have bleach and they happen to have a noose with them. I mean, it's, you know, I, I uh, you mentioned this before you, it, because you said, um, like, what would make somebody do this? I don't know. I, I, I it just, uh, the whole thing just seems, especially because before we went on there, you, you mentioned what he, all the stuff that he had going on. I mean, the guy is, uh, successful he's, show. I mean, he's successful he was, show. Uh, he's a singer. You know, and he was really an icon and, and, you know, for the black gay community. And I mean, the guy was really an icon. I don't think he took his responsibility for, uh, you know, the the, the position he was in, you know, to to really, you know, keep himself out of a mess like this. And it's a shame because, uh, you know, the the guy was was a rising star. I'm sure he had a lot of great things happening. But, you know, unfortunately, he's going to be saddled with this for the rest of his career. Um, I'm glad he likes where the Subway sandwich shop is because I... I don't think he'll be on the next TV show. I think he'll be behind the counter serving up sandwiches or something because I, I, I can't imagine another production company picking this guy up. He's got too much baggage. Yeah, um, it's a shame. It's a shame. And, you know, this. Uh, it all goes back to what was that thing called, the uh, the Trump uh, the syndrome? What was that? Remember that, that term? It was the someone, you know, just he was making people crazy, Trump, basically. Yeah. But you know, Trump deranged syndrome. Trump deranged syndrome. That that's what. It, do you remember when that was going around? I and do. It, I do. A lot of people lost jobs. Um, you know, we had the uh, the the lawyer during the the riots, the George Floyd riots in in New York City, threw a Molotov cocktail. Two of them. At yeah, Two at a lawyers. police van. Well, yeah. uh, the one was uh, I remember. I think it was a female actually. No, there, the was, a, there was two oh, lawyers, oh, a male oh, and a female. They they both okay, got yeah. Well, and, uh, yeah, that I, I just thought that was so like, where do you get in a mental state where you, you're so unhinged that you that you could actually consider that, especially you're not even taking the chance to to start thinking, OK, what are the repercussions? God forbid I do get caught doing something like this. I, I spent so many years in school. I have a, a job now. I have a profession. Yeah, it, you break your neck to, to become accomplished. 
And you, you think about this, like you're, you have a platform as an attorney, you've got some power, you've got a voice. There's a million ways you could have used that positively to impact the change. And instead you get Molotov cocktails and throw it at a police van. You know, well, I mean, well, the story starts off with uh, a letter that was sent to Empire, the TV show Empire. And apparently the letter was uh, it was filled with uh, with hate and um and maybe they made, I think there was some death threats in, in the letter. So Empire went out and they hired security for him for three days. I don't think he was happy with what uh, the TV show did for him. So he took it to another level because, you know, during the course of the trial, the letter came up and the prosecution was saying that, you know, he wrote the letter himself. Well, I think, you know, from my understanding, uh, you know, the producers of the show wanted to do more security on the set, but they also offered him personal security and he claimed he didn't want it. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I don't know what, what the real story is with that. Um, well, because maybe this was part two of the whole thing. And if he had security around him all the time, he couldn't go through it. Uh, phase two of his plan. <laughs> well said, you know, and, and yeah. I mean, listen, we've all, you know, we've done a lot of private security work. I, I've done a lot of work around uh, celebrities and high net worth people and who get threats on their lives. And, you know, they, they carry themselves a certain way. You know, they, they they rarely go out when they're threatened or they feel threatened on their own, certainly at night by themselves. I mean, you know, who does that? You know? Yeah. A sandwich shop, uh, a subway sandwich shop. Well, you know, what's funny. Let's just uh, show this. This is this kind of explains a lot of like what people were thinking at the time. I can't imagine um, anybody could nail it better than this. But absolutely, Chappelle nails it. Yeah, he pretty much uh, from the beginning of it. He's such a great comic. I'll never forget what happened to that French actor. You know what I'm talking about. Juicy Smoulier, he's a very French, very famous French actor. <laughs> Y'all never heard of Juicy Smoulier? Juicy Smoulier is an actor from France. <laughs> <laughs> And he became famous on a show called Empire. One night, he was in Chicago late at night and was the victim. (laughs) We can't even hold a straight face. I can't. I... He nails it. That whole routine about it. Yeah. Well, I can't. I can't play the whole thing because I'm worried about copyright things. You're not supposed to play the whole uh, uh, an extended video. I'm not really sure the rules of it. I know it has to do with uh, music. I know. You know who knows a lot about this? Mike Cologne. <laughs> he got fucking knocked off of YouTube on a couple of different occasions for borrowing video. So we don't want that to happen. But uh, if you're not a fan of uh, Dave Chappelle, check out that. Uh, that video oh, because it, uh, it break it. it kind of sort of breaks it down and it, it, it really shows you how just ridiculous the whole idea was uh in the middle of the winter six you know six below you're walking out to get a sandwich from subway <laughs> um an actor who's probably does have money in his pocket you know 
could have probably ordered in. And then the whole thing with, um, you know, two two white guys walking around once again in Chicago, a very blue city, uh, with wearing MAGA hats, MAGA hats on. Like, the, the whole thing. And But he stuck to his guns. You know, and, and the whole, um, what was that show? Um, the, the Young Sheldon is based off of what show? Um, when they were all in the Big Bang uh, Theory. The Big Bang Theory. They all came out and they had uh we 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 support you we back the whole they made the whole crew come out and every actor on it all the backstage people and they had this big sign and it said we support you Jesse and um yeah it's <laughs> but you know what this is not dissimilar to when you had uh you know uh with Ferguson with Mike Brown when uh you know the whole you know hands up don't shoot you know everybody said that happened and yet when they did the investigation, the feds came in, they talked to everybody, you know, nobody said that that happened. And, and, you know, you had all the football players coming out and all the people on the view. And I mean, everybody, Oh, you know, hands up, hands up and all those symbols. And they, they later proved that was nonsense. And, you know, and people people, still believe it though, because people want to grab that narrative and, 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 and they want to believe it. You know, I mean, there's, you know, a lot of these things end up becoming fake. You know, it's like, you know, uh, you think back, like, uh, you know, the, the whole thing about, um, you know, Jesse Slumay, but I mean, you know, you had even in the city when you had, you know, the cops that, that abused Abdul Awima in the uh, 70th precinct, you know, originally part of the narrative with that was that they all, uh, the Abdul Awima's allegedly claimed that uh, when they attacked him, they said, it's no longer Dinkins time, it's Giuliani time. And I mean, I was still a cop at the time. And, you know, I mean, every time we pulled out, in a black neighborhood, you know, everything was like, Oh, it's Giuliani time, Giuliani, but, you know, but when uh-huh. they went to the trial, Louima said, no, that, that really didn't happen, you know? And, uh, but the narrative goes, you know, people were saying it, you know, and uh, that happens Which, a lot. Who knows where that narrative came from? It could have been um, just a, a clever reporter at the time. We have a lot of clever reporters nowadays who, you know, have been exposed we didn't yeah. know any better back then. We had three news channels. We had ABC, we, uh, CBS, NBC, uh, and Fox. Uh, ABC. Yeah, and yeah, Fox Channel. But it wasn't the way it is now. So separated. Now it's absurd. Now you can't get um, people believe what they want to believe. I mean, that's you know, that's very true, Mark. And and and, and you know, if if you want to believe that someone did a bad thing, you're just more likely to believe it. It's like when you hear a bad thing about somebody you don't like, you tend to believe it. You know, you don't give them that benefit of the doubt. Well, here, I'll bring up an interesting story. Another one for you. Okay. Talk about people believing or what they want to believe. This, this is uh, even everybody's like completely, they don't, they don't know where this is coming from. Joining us now to continue this is Dove Hyken, former New York State Assemblyman, founder of Americans Against Anti-Semitism. And Dove, you just heard there uh, what AOC said, and you heard the response immediately from Walgreens, who said she doesn't know what she's talking about. We've seen the stats. We show them on air all the time. We've spoken to people in law enforcement and in the the district attorneys. Is, Is she just not aware of what's going on, or does she not consider these crimes either? seem to be a mistake. AOC is out of control. I don't think she's living on this planet. Facts don't matter. She doesn't want to be confused with facts. All she's interested is defund the police, 
close the prisons down, you know, defund the prisons. I think it's time to defund AOC. She's a danger. I really think she's a danger. These crimes that are being committed, there are real victims out there. The bail reform that she supports, where criminals walk out before the police officer finishes the paperwork. It's ridiculous, causing new victims out there. It is really out of control. And I think AOC, you know, you, you know, Republicans are speaking out on this. Where are people from my Democratic Party? Are they blind? Maybe AOC is blind. Clearly, she doesn't see it. Where are the others in the Democratic Party to stand up and defend the innocent people of this country who are being victimized by criminals? As you noticed there, right? Um... Yeah. What do you see? What are they playing in the background? They're playing uh, smash and grab robberies. This is becoming a phenomenon across the country. And there is hundreds of videos right now, I would imagine, probably thousands on the Internet that if if it just by accident, you could just just looking up anything online right now, you could run into it. How does this woman not know? What's actually going on? Is, is does she? I, I don't know. Does she think this is staged? I, I, you know what? I just think it's like anything else. It goes against the narrative that she's trying to support. So, you know, she'll discount it. I mean, you know, you. I mean, I hear politicians and you know, like Jen Psaki saying things like, "Oh, you know, the crime is going up because of COVID." Like, crime isn't going up because of COVID. Crime is going up because you're letting criminals stay on the street. When we kept them in jail, uh-huh. they had less crime. You know, there's there's no deterrent. And I, I mean. You know, you watch the videos. I mean, and, and, you know, I think people were discounting it when it was happening during the riots. But now this is not happening during the riots. Now this is, you know, groups going into stores or pulling up to shopping districts, getting out of cars or, you know, running in in groups. And, uh, you know, I, I think this is going to be the, the next big uh, crime thing. I mean, for for years when I was in street crime, hello, Pete Pranzo, I know you're out there, my old Boston street crime. You know, we had the Wolfpack robberies running around Midtown where they run down and grab everybody and grab purses. And I think this is kind of a, you know, the, the, the new version of that where they're going to run and hit stores and, you know, it, it's a shame, but nobody's getting locked up for it. And, and, you know, police make arrests in these cases. DAs aren't prosecuting it. I mean, look at San Francisco. I mean, it, it's just a mess and, and nobody is, is, is locking people up. Well, I think Los the- Angeles is going to get rid of their DA or recall them. Well, okay, let's let's go back to um, there was uh, the smashing robberies. There was just one where the security guard in L.A. got uh, sprayed with bear spray. Bear spray. Yeah. Yeah. I had the video. I thought I had the video, but I I don't. Damn it. But it's really scary to see. Um, Obviously, bear spray has to be (laughs) a, a whole lot stronger than regular pepper spray. And he struggles um, once he gets hit with it. He struggles, you know, to to get his balance. He's getting up. He's in a Macy's. He's running into all everything that's on display there. He's running into just trying to catch his breath. Um, And it was somebody in a hood, you know, with a hoodie over with a mask on another uh, smash and grab robbery. And, um, you know, this it's it's crazy that look that even the mayor of um, the governor of California wants to start some sort of. uh, team uh, initiative well, using the FBI to investigate these things. But what's the point if 
you know, your bail reform is only going to let these people back out to do some more robberies. Um, You you know, in the meantime. You know, Mark, you you make an excellent point. And even during the riots, like we talked about the two lawyers that were locked up in Brooklyn, you know, all these arrests that were being made were being made by the federal government. You know, the other one was putting people in were were, were the feds. You know, ATF was locking people for burning things. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, sometimes it takes that because, you know, the the, the federal law enforcement, I think, is not, you know, as easy to uh, manipulate by by local politicians but with that said you know i mean you know this i mean there's there's only so many federal agents you know i mean you know it it takes the police department doing it but you don't need federal agents you just need the police to be able to do it absolutely they're you you you, they're sworn in to do you need the court systems to to do what they're sworn in to do one of the big problems right now is um I'm trying to think. Uh, uh, I think it's in L.A. where they're saying, like you said, the district attorney there, he's not doing what he was sworn in to do. Yeah, he's fighting with the local sheriff that they're talking about recalling him and, and they'll probably get a recall vote. But, I mean, are they going to unseat him? You know, that remains to be seen. But, I mean, I watch him on his interviews and he's just like, you know, they asked him point blank. Do you feel your policies are affecting this? And he's like, no. They're oblivious. I mean, you know what? I, I got to tell you, I think, you know, having... Having interviewed a lot of very bad guys in my life, you know, mm-hmm. you get that one guy that's a sociopath and you can bring him in there and you can confront him with all the evidence. And he's just like, it's not me. I didn't well, do it. Think about this. Yeah. A lot of these DAs are funded. Uh, they get they get nominated and they get on the ballot and they get they get the seat because of they're funded by George Soros. Yeah. And his mission is to get all these district attorneys who are. We see them popping up. Uh, look, you, they all have one thing in common. They're probably funded by this guy. And he, all, he doesn't care who wins. He just wants to disrupt America, destroy America. And um, th- this is a result of ex- actually when you have this money coming in, an abundance of money coming in. So that's another thing that needs to be scrutinized and figured out, like, how are we going to do this? Because if you have one person funding and they're going to put a campaign up where you you know you don't even know who the contender is because they, yeah. they don't have as much money to compete. Well, there's way person. too much money in politics, and unfortunately, you know you, you you can I won't say flat out buy an election, but you can certainly rent it uh, for reasonable prices. You know, I mean, it, it, you know, it, it boils down to if you can't fundraise and get the money, you can't really uh, be a competitive uh, candidate, no matter if it's a local city council seat or an assembly seat or it's a Congress seat or a Senate seat or, you know, it, it, it takes money to make it happen. And, you know, unfortunately I think they make a lot of deals and, and, you know, they make deals with guys like, like Soros. And believe me, there's, there's Soros and there's, there's a lot of guys out there like Soros where they, they're, they're putting their money out there to. Make but that's deals. what he does. He's a brilliant yeah. guy and he's, fun, you know, he, 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 he uh, bankrolls the campaigns of these uh, district attorneys who are going to basically you know, do whatever he wants. And one of them, uh, we see it popping up all over the country. Yep. Uh, I want to uh, just give it up for uh, Peter Pranzo. It's got to be a combination. Return to bail. Yes, I agree. With you. Mandatory sentences for violent offenders and gun possessions. Um, and that's funny the way things work. It's like, you know, you, you push things to a certain limit. And now it seems like um, with the, uh, the you know, the 2022 elections coming up for Congress and Senate and all those seats that are up. It seems like uh, a lot of these Democrats that want to hold on to their seats are backtracking, backtracking from uh, they started backtracking from defund the police. Nobody wants to be associated with that anymore because that. But now 
nobody is really talking about addressing the big problem and it had you know the bail reform this guy um that ran over all those people at the christmas day parade um and when kosher um you know this guy was supposed to be locked up he wasn't supposed to be on the street it was a domestic violence case um he tried to run over um his uh his uh companion yeah yeah and um he shouldn't have been on the street and this is the result of that and these people they don't i don't know I don't understand why. That's what, that's what happens, Mark. You know, I mean, you, you think about it like with this guy. I mean, you, you think about cop killers. I mean, most guys who end up going on to kill cops, you know, they're usually out of jail for some other case. You know, they, you know, you don't go right to the top of the food chain like that. Usually you've worked your way up to doing things. And I, I think that's, you know, that's why you have bail. That's why you have pretrial. Uh, you know, you've got people confined. And I mean, I'm, listen, I'm not saying the system didn't need tweaking. I'm not saying it didn't need refining, but, you know, the baby got thrown out with the bathwater here. And now, you know, nobody's staying in. I mean, you, you know, why did crime go up, at least in New York City? Well, a lot of it was bail enforcement. It's also, you know, uh, Mayor Bozo, you know, empty, emptied Rikers Island out. I mean, how how do you empty the pool? Uh, I'll show you. Uh, before we go, I just want to uh, give it up to Margaret Hearn. 100% Mark. Destruction of America in every aspect. Destroy culture, family units, rules of society, and rewrite history and everything in America's fault. Yes, I, I agree with you. I want to show you something right now. We talk about bail reform. We talk about the um, just the fact that a lot of people don't realize this, so they don't want to look into it, but a lot of times when these people get arrested, they suffer from mental illness and uh, they get off the street for a little while. And um, if they can't make bail, they're, they're going to clean up. I've seen people that were on death's door, crackheads, drug addicts, go away for a little while, come back. It's like a brand new person. They get off of drugs. They get cleaned up. They get back on their meds. This is not happening right now. They don't care about these people. And um, here's a perfect example of somebody with a mental illness out on the street uh, with nothing to do. And this is what he comes up with. Okay. This tree just across the street from us here at 30 Rock was set on fire. The suspect immediately taken down by police. And tonight the network is expressing outrage. Overnight, cameras capturing nearly every moment of a Christmas crime that lit up Midtown Manhattan. The Fox News Christmas tree set ablaze outside the company's headquarters. Primetime host Shannon Bream showing viewers live. It appears that our giant Christmas tree there just a couple minutes ago was completely engulfed in flames. Tourists and workers in the area shooting cell phone videos as the 50-foot structure known as the All-American Christmas tree turned into an inferno. Many of the 10,000 glass ornaments and 100,000 lights that make up the decor melting, sending plumes of black smoke into the sky. Police quickly taking down the alleged arsonist. Fox describing the man as, quote, tinsel torching suspect Craig Tamanaha, 49 years old. The motive, I, I don't think, is clear at this point. Um, it, it's an individual. The motive is he's crazy. A series of low-level arrests, some drug arrests. He, he was issued some earlier this year, some appearance tickets, and didn't come back to court, which unfortunately uh -huh. is something we see all too often. He also surprise. Had, 
when he got out of state. Investigators say he climbed the metal superstructure, lit papers he brought with him on fire, and shoved the papers into the tree. It's beginning to look a lot like arson. Fox News morning anchor waking up to the charred display outside their offices. Who sets a Christmas tree on fire? It's a, it's a tree that unites us, that brings us together. It's about the Christmas spirit. It is about the... Well, the, you know... <laughs> It's beginning to look a lot like arson. Oh my God! As, yeah, as a great. former yeah. arson explosion guy, I gotta tell you. I love it. <laughs> well, now here's you know, the thing: is this guy gonna get me a defense guy? Because you know, I'd love to be able to help him out a little bit. You know, give me a call. Uh, or his lawyer, give me a call. A but here's a guy. Here's a homeless guy who's in the street. He's obviously crazy. He's nuts. He he should he probably okay. You're gonna spend some time in the street. You can't always be locked up. Um, but usually it's the smaller crimes that get you a couple of days, get you cleaned up, a clear head, then you go back out, and it's another smaller crime that brings you in. But this is a guy with way too much time on his hands. He's probably been out. There's so many homeless people in New York City right now that haven't seen a jail cell, haven't had a chance to clean up, haven't had three squared meals a day, um, haven't had a chance for somebody to ask them, what medication are you on? Get back on your meds. They're just being left out there to die. Well, you know, and, and this guy, like you heard the commissioner say, you know, he'd been locked up several times and got his desk appearance tickets, or what we used to call the disappearance tickets because they disappear. <laughs> and, you know, you'd have to go find them in the warrant squad, <laughs> give them the knock. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hear Mark's routine, you'll appreciate <laughs> that. But I mean, you know, what, what are you going to do with these guys? They they don't stay in. I mean, you think about how many times they're grabbing guys. So these guys are lighting the, uh, a tree on fire. We're also seeing all these homeless guys pushing people on subways. I mean, you know, it's uh, it's really out of control. I mean, I I don't know how they're going to handle that. Um, you know, it, it's really just you know what do you do with them? You know what I mean? I mean, uh, you know, it's not that I want to see the mental ill people put into a prison, but you know, I I also don't want to see them on the streets pushing people into subway uh, cars or. But a lot of these mental me- mental illness people are on some type of medication that um, they, yeah. they, they're not getting right now. And um, they're not going to get the chance to be reminded, hey, you're supposed to be on medication. They're not going to get a chance to see a doctor. They're just left on their own out there um, until something bad happens. And it happens yeah. every single All day time. here. All the every time. single day. Um, I'll show you something else. You know, this is this is life in New York City right here. Where is this guy? Uh, I don't know if this is it. Let me see. There he goes. Man with a wooden dagger threatens woman in New York City. Okay, so if you're not from New York, uh, we have a, a fantastic subway system, but unfortunately, it's riddled by individuals like this. Like this guy is the guy who gets the car, or the subway car, all to himself. Because you walk in, you can see he's yawning right there. He's tired. He's thinking of something. And uh, whatever he's thinking about, it's probably not about um, good thoughts. And he's got not one but two sticks on him. And they're in the shape of a dagger. And then he's threatening people. And this is uh, this is an ongoing occurrence in New York City. Uh, if you get if you have to have to take the subway. Uh, uh, that you see every day that like i said that guy gets the car to himself because as soon as you walk in there and you see that crazy person you're like All right, i'm gonna take the next car yeah <laughs> and you know it, it's 
it's a shame. I mean, I, I don't take the subway that frequently, thank goodness. But, you know, my, my family all do going back and forth to work and school. And uh, I don't take know. the subway either. You know why? Because I'm six foot four, 250 pounds. And every time I get on the subway car, everybody thinks, oh, good. They, they can fall asleep now because I'm there to protect them. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just trying to get from point A to point B. I'm going yeah. I'm I'm to stare at this corner right here and hope nothing happens. I'm as scared as you are. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, it, 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 as it's getting colder now, uh, you know, what happens? You know, all the uh, homeless they end up in subway stations and subway cars to stay warm. And I mean, I get it, but, uh, you know, that, that, you know, they're doing the best they can to try to clean them out of the subway. But what do you do? You push them back upstairs. It was the old joke where the transit cops would kick them upstairs. We kick them back downstairs to transit. Uh And, uh, you know, what do you do with them? You can move them around. And, uh, you know, it's amazing to me is how many, uh, hotels now in the city, they used to be like legit hotels now are uh, becoming shelters or be partially becoming shelters. And a lot of that happened because of COVID where, you know, they weren't getting tourists coming into the city anymore. And the only way they could, I guess, fill rooms is to rent them out to the city for homeless. I mean, it's well, the, the upper west side of Manhattan was always shitty. It was a shithole. And then because they had a lot of SROs, those were single room occupancies. Single room. And then um, they got rid of them. And the neighborhood started thriving. And then pandemic hit. And like you said, the tourists weren't coming anymore. So they took all those hotels. And what did they turn them into? Single room occupants. And now, good luck trying to walk around up there. M. Wright. And what was M. And and Dave, the dog. uh, Maybe they can put um, in old school buildings and vacant churches. May stay closed. Uh, it's last. Uh, my stay closed. It's last uh, mental hospital. They put people who've been there for years on the street. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I can't help thinking a lot of it has to do with uh, budgets. They want to spend the money on other things, and a lot of uh, budgets, city budgets, state budgets are t- uh, top heavy with police and corrections. And they just want to be able to play with their money and do other things with it. And that's why they don't care about this. Uh, well, you know what it is. I mean, it, it, how much money can you throw at this problem? Because I mean, you think about this. Like, you know, first of all, look at what rents are in New York City for legitimate people mm-hmm. trying to get, you know, a, a single room bedroom or, or a studio. You know, I mean, even if you started setting up places for homeless people to live, a lot of these guys, because of mental health issues or drug addiction, they wouldn't be able to maintain it, even if you gave them the apartment. You know, they, they yeah, but they just want a place to put their stuff. I think everybody should have a place to put their yeah. stuff. Look at uh, Fa- Flatbush BK. Uh, put them on Roosevelt Island. I agree with you 100%, Flatbush. This has been my idea forever. You can go back to push past shows. I've said this. Roosevelt Island, clear it out. Um, put the homeless people there. Build a 100 these buildings is single room occupancy they got a key they got a place they can put their stuff in lay their head if they want to if they want to if they want to be on the street whatever but people need a place to keep their stuff and uh we we spend a lot of money or you know we get a lot of money for homeless we get a lot of money for drug treatment we never ever see where the money goes that would be a great idea because you could see where the money goes you could see the buildings you could see the 
the the huge fence that we build up there. We could see the drawbridge that they have to be there by nine o'clock. That's the that what it what that's Ward Ward's Island has Ward's the drawbridge. Island. Ward's Island. If you're not on Ward's Island by nine o'clock, they got the drawbridge, and that's it. <laughs> it's almost like in Batman with Arkham Asylum. You you close the bridge and you you police That's it, man. You can That's leave it. the police boats driving around. But um, I agree with you, Emre uh, and Dave and the dog. Uh, they need more help with mental issue. Mental health is a big, big problem in this country that we're not addressing. Well, you know how many how many people are functional and have mental illness. Well, you know, I mean, you, you talk about money, and, and you know, you have the mayor talk, our mayor De Blasio. Talk about you know defunding the police and putting the money into other things, but I mean, where the hell did that eight hundred million dollars that his wife got for mental health treatment and program, you know, and that's gone. No one knows where that is. So it's not like the money isn't being spent; it's just probably not being spent in a way that that's accountable. I mean, one of the interesting things when you watch the police department, you know, and it's a big bureaucracy, and there's a lot of things we we don't do well. But I mean, in terms of accountability, in terms of money, like you can have them come in and say. This is how many people we have working for us. Here's where the money goes. Here's where it's spent. A lot of the other city agencies can't do that. I mean, I remember uh, years ago, uh, one of the hearings in, in the city council, they had the uh, the uh, education commissioner on, and they, they asked them, how many people work for you? How many? Uh, how much are you spending for this? And they couldn't give an answer. And they were saying, the police commissioner was here last week and could give us those answers. Why can't you? And they're like, you know, K.H. Walker, my brother has schizophrenia and committed suicide when he lost his apartment by jumping 14 stories there. But you have the grace of God. Go I. And that's that's exactly my sentiment. Uh, I think that these people need a place to keep their stuff. Um, they A lot of them are, are homeless temporarily. A lot of them are suffering from mental illness um, and help is right around the corner. But we have to really put a, a forth a legitimate effort to help them. We can't just we say we're helping them and then we don't know where the money goes. Yeah, well, that, that's my point with, you know, the de Blasio administration, they $800 million to mental health. For, where is it? You know, I mean, they're saying the problem is worse than that. Where's that money going? You know, you, I mean, you know, they're, they're running around doing investigations on everything. I, I kind of like to see a little investigation on where that money went. But, uh, you, you Margaret know, O'Hearn, she, she says she used to see Bernie Getz with his pet squirrel at First <laughs> Avenue somewhere. Oh yeah, the Lower East Side. Yeah, Bernie Getz. <laughs> there's another Bernie Getz. There's another Bernie Getz. Yeah, there's another one coming right around the corner. There is. Hey, where is a people? Is a person from Nashville still here? This is uh, this is pretty cool. I want to show this. Um, By the way, B four uh, was it B forty B forty asked me if I worked in Brooklyn. Yes, I uh, was a cop in the six six for a while, the seven eight, and then I went to Zone Topac, and then I went to Citywide Unit Street Crime and. <laughs> And I came back and did Brooklyn Narcotics and uh, then just arson and explosion. Just to answer your question. Um, the person from Nashville, I want to show you something. Uh, well, this is pretty cool. Watch this. Look at this. Hi, this Princess is, Fish. This is the quickest draw you'll ever see. The sound starts in about a second. This is a car accident, by the way. He's just going there to help help the people in the car accident.
Hey, just leave that stuff in there, man. Just go ahead and go. Yo, go ahead and go, man. Stop! 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 Just stay down. Sit down. Sit down. We got to go back. Just see how quick a drawer is. Watch this. Watch. Look at Watch. Hey, just leave that stuff in there, man. Just go ahead and go. Yo, go ahead and go, man. Stop. 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 He saw a gun. He saw a gun on the dashboard. Where are we? He saw. Did you see how quick he was on the draw? Yeah. I mean, you can't. It's a flash. the The quickest draw. That's in Tennessee, by the way. Do you think that guy practices? Hell, a lot more than I do. I can tell <laughs> you. You think he practices a little bit? I oh, mean, yeah. it was so smooth. You didn't even see it. His hands were on the dash, on the car like this, and he goes step back, step back, and within one second, because there was a gun right on the dashboard. That guy wanted to take with him. Take, yeah, yeah. You know, you know what though? It's I mean, can you imagine that happening in a place like New York or Los Angeles or San Francisco? You know, they'd. Uh, That's Tennessee. Yeah, but I'm saying if in that Nashville. happened, in, you know, you got to. Either way, like, hey, listen. I mean, if the guy has a permit for the gun, it's a big problem. But the guy should have said, "Hey, I, I left my gun on the dashboard." Obviously, somebody who's just going to retrieve the gun knows that if the gun gets caught, I'm going to be in trouble with it. Let me just try and take it. Hopefully the cop doesn't see it, but the cop saw it. He obviously saw it right up front. That's why he said, "Get away, just go, keep going. We'll figure this out later." And he didn't want. Did you hear him screaming back there? <laughs> oh, oh! I love that scream. That makes me happy. <laughs> Little things like that make me so happy. Do you want to replay that? I can replay that. Why not? <laughs> Let's see what's going on here. So scary for officers today. Yeah, that's a car accident that happened. That was a car accident. He was um. He was he's called uh, a res a school resource officer. He's in, you know, he he works in the school. He's at the end of tour. He's driving back to his base to change to go home. He sees a car accident. He stops to help. You see the EMS guy pulling a body out. All he's there to do is to help. And then this guy, uh, Paul Velasco, says Jesse Smollett guilty. Yeah, we covered that, Paul, right in the beginning of the show. But thanks for tuning in. Uh, uh, maybe we'll end on that as well. Uh, that officer is your Huckleberry. Yeah, very mental, Erica. I'm your Huckleberry. I love uh, that movie. The the cop did tell him to go. You're right. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, that that that's a that story is crazy, man. That he was so fast with that. I got to tell you, I've, I've worked with guys, you know, who practice, who, who are like that. I mean, uh -huh. I'm not one of them. Mm -hmm. You know, I was like, all right, listen, I'll write the reports. I'll talk. I'm, I'm a better talker to people, you know, mm -hmm. uh, you know. People always say, why, why do we have to shoot, uh, you know, in the center mass instead of just shooting in the leg or the arm? And I always tell them the average cop can't hit the side of a barn. Do you well, really want him trying to aim for a leg or an arm? God, I, I you know. I, I, I'm not a great shot. I mean, I, you know, like I you, you go to the range. And I was okay. 
You, you know, I mean, uh, it's like anything else. I remember one time uh, our mutual friend John Mulrooney and I, we, we were in Pennsylvania. And uh, I don't know if you, if you ever shot with John. John's an amazing shot. No, and, I didn't know that. And, yeah, he's, he's really uh, very good. And, uh, you know, he looked at me. He's like – and he, he wasn't a cop yet. He was you know just a civilian. He's like, you shoot like that and you're a cop? What would you have to do if you hit somebody? I'm like, <laughs> you know, and I, I thank God I never had to shoot a human being in my – I shot a dog, but uh, the bit uh, my lieutenant, but that was it. I never – how to shoot somebody, but uh, I yeah, me neither. Me neither. Uh, you yeah. know, that's the thing too. People think cops shoot. You know, you know how rare it is for a cop to shoot somebody. That's a great myth that cops shoot people all the time. I know, and it's. Uh, I always tell. I always lie and tell people that I did shoot somebody because otherwise you just became really boring. You, people you know, always ask you that. They're always like, "Hey, man, did you ever shoot anybody?" And as soon as you say no, they just walk away like disappointed. You know, it's funny. I not not funny, but when I was in narcotics, I, I was doing a warrant in Brooklyn, and uh, to condense a very long story, the guy went in. And he killed himself. He literally picked up a gun and blew his chest out in front of me. And uh, you know, I was cleared of everything, but in the newspapers, all it said was, you know, this is the the dog shooting thing. He bit my lieutenant. The dog came in. I shot the dog, chased the guy, and he ended up shooting himself. And uh, in the newspapers, it had all this about, uh, you know, I shot my gun and this guy is dead. So they didn't say I shot him, but they insinuated that I did. So when I kept telling people I didn't kill anybody, they're like, hey, what about that guy in Brooklyn? I'm like, you know, uh -huh. it's, uh, and it, you know, it's funny. My mother even watched the TV and saw, you know, you shot that guy. I'm like, and, you know, it tells you how quickly people's mm -hmm. opinions of you would change, you know. And MC Audio says, please check my super chat. Super we got chat. your super chat, Mark. Uh MC Audio, I appreciate it, man. Thank you, Mike. He he put a one hundred one dollar and ninety nine cents back into the super chat, um, and you didn't have to do that, man. You're a good kid, bro. I love you, man. Now, let's see what else we got. Uh, real Mike with Robo. Check it out. If y'all shot in the leg or the arm, they cry that shit too. Oh my God, they shot him in the arm. Tried to make him disabled. Just shoot him where you have to, when you have to. I love, I love this guy. Real with Robo. That's a great. <laughs> Just shoot him where you have to, when you have to. <laughs> Flatbush BK, another rapper, Slim Four Hundred, shot and killed in Los Angeles. I didn't hear about that. I got to check that out. I hope. Uh, I hope he wasn't a very good rapper because uh, we need them. Do we? Do we? Rachel, <laughs> factual breakdown Rachel Prazo, her parents are gone I don't know what this is about Her brother evicted Alright, that's a that's a private chat They got going in the private chat uh, Hey, Rachel Is that how you say it? I can never say it I would say Raquel um, Let's see what else I got I got other stuff here, man Other goodies for you Let's see what this one is um, Okay, huffing, handcuffing police response Creating a local mental health crisis. If you aren't aware of this, in Washington State, what has happened is that they want to, um, in order to use force in Washington State, you have to be able to prove, I don't know how you can do this on the spot, probable cause that they, this person had committed a crime. The problem is when you call somebody, when you call 911 because your loved one who is suffering from a mental illness um, is is going crazy in your house right now and you need help and you're, you're in fear. Um, at that point, there is no probable cause for a crime. So you're going to send police officers over there and um, 
it's not a crime. They didn't commit a crime. They're not going to be able to really function. So the sheriff's department over there said, uh, we're not going to set up. We're not going to set our police officers over there um, for any mental health cases because, God forbid, it goes awry, they're not going to be able to do anything. You keep hearing, too, that you know so many jurisdictions now, they want to have some kind of mental health professional you know, respond to these EDP or emotionally mm. disturbed people cases. And my whole thing is this. First off, to bring in somebody with that kind of education and background, I, I don't imagine what you'd have to pay them. Um, and what they don't get paid them? all that much. No, no. The the um, it's it's a fifty sixty dollar an hour job. Okay, but you know they they put a vest on them, but they did it in New York, um, in the two eight to two five, and the, what they found out was they get to cherry pick their cases. It's Thank you. Our bad. Our bad. Uh, NYPD using body cams, pro accounts. Uh, thanks. Uh, he gave us a dollar ninety nine super chat. Um, we'll come back to it one second, but just on my point, which was uh, I forget now that I read that the mental health responders in Harlem. Yeah, well, the, what happens is they get a chance to cherry pick their cases, and out of uh, let's say a hundred cases, they went to fifty of them, and the other fifty, who's going to handle them? The cops are going to have cops. to go. <laughs> Real you know, Robo, uh, $5 super chat. I'm a female in Tennessee. We support our cops, not our criminals. Thank you very much. Thank you. Y'all come work here. We have apartments where I live. All right. Thank you so much for inviting us. That's a, Hey, listen, it sounds nice over there, Tennessee. I went there to uh, 800 pound gorilla. It was my, uh, they, they're the ones responsible for recording my album and they're in that uh, they're in Nashville. Yeah. And they have a nice place there. Or a bad uh, NYPD using body cams pro con. I think the body cams actually wound up helping the police. I don't, I don't know about you. You know, I, I got to tell you, I, I here's how I feel about the body cameras. If they use them uh, for 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 everything to protect everybody, I think cops would be better with it. What do I mean by this? Like if you go out and you say, "Hey, this officer Ryan beat me up," or "Officer Ryan did this." And you make a complaint. And now we pull the tape and you show that I didn't do that. You know, what's my recourse as a cop? I mean, I have to sit there and just take it. It goes on my 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 record. Can we sue now? No. I think a law came well, out that we can sue. You know, they, they say they're going to sue. But the reality is, you know, most of these guys are, you know, nickel and dime street guys. What are you going to sue them for? They're shoelaces. Mm, that's you true. know what I mean? Yeah, what, what are you, you know, I mean, yeah, you can sue that one guy who, you know, you know, five years from now, he'll win the lottery or his, you know, his great aunt will leave him a house or something. But I mean, the majority of these guys, there's nothing to do with it. You know, I mean, I, I'd like to see people like if you're going to do that and make that lock them up, at least, you know, there's not enough of that. I mean, I remember there was a, you know, there was a restaurant I used to write tickets for all the time in Brooklyn. The guy used to make complaints all the time that I was doing this and I'd never met him. Then I went to Mardi Gras and uh, I was gone for a week. And I guess whoever was writing the tickets there, he kept making complaints. And when I went to CCRB for it, I'm like, here you go. My tickets, my uh, my my hotel, you know. Uh, you know. Oh, he was still making complaints that you were writing something? He was still saying I was doing this and I wasn't even in New York. You know, and I, I mean, a lot of times you're accused falsely of, of abuse or discourtesy. And I think these tapes would, would bear you out. I think the body cams have shown a lot of times that this isn't the case. And I think a lot of people thought, you know, this is going to cut down on uh, police doing the bad thing. If you know you're being recorded, then I guess you would 
probably be less likely. A long, long time ago when I I used to work with this guy and he used to do, um, when I was in the task force, he used to do uh, the speed camp uh, with the radar. And every single time that he pulled the car over, he uh, he would do it like this with this shirt and go, I just, uh, I'm so-and-so, I'm officer so-and-so from this unit. Uh, I just want to advise you that all our conversation is being recorded right now. And he wasn't recording anything, but the idea was that it was going to change the person's attitude, knowing that they were being recorded. But unfortunately, right now, it doesn't work anymore. I, I don't think anybody's. Uh, most people are, are are used to being filmed or on filmed or on camera. They're not shy about it. And the reality is, even with the body cam on you, you probably remember that you have the body cam on you for the first 10 seconds. And then you really become yourself. And you could see that unfold in a lot of videos, the way even officers talk to people after the first 15 seconds. They forget. Let's see what this is. Okay. Uh, we're going to go quick here. We don't have a lot of time. New York is back. Uh, this was the type of cases I used to investigate. Chinese food delivery worker attacked with a brick, kick in the face, New York City robbery. Terrible. Um, this happens in New York City on a daily basis. These uh, Chinese, they call for Chinese food and then they meet them in the projects uh, in the hallway there and they, they tune them up. And they take the food, whatever money they have in their pocket. And, um, you know, the, those, that's like the typical I was I was investigating robberies and burglaries. So when I saw that story, I was like, nothing's changed. And you know what? That delivery guy, God bless him. After that beating that he takes there, even getting hit with a brick, you know what he does? He gets back on his bike and he go gets the next delivery. And the reason why I know this because try interviewing that guy. You try finding him. You go to the Chinese place. You're like, yeah, I just heard your delivery guy got robbed. Yeah, he's okay. He's on another he's delivery. Okay. <laughs> When's he coming back? Tell him to come back. I got to talk to him. Yeah. They don't have time yeah. for you. Yeah. Well, you know, they, they haven't got health insurance, so they're not going to go to the hospital. And, uh, you know, they still got to make their living. And, and you know. You know, it's so bad. Like, you, you know, it's one thing to take the guy's stuff, you know, to, to tune him up with a rock. I mean, that's, you know, yeah, they hit him in the head with a... you, you know, I mean, these guys will give you the stuff, you know, you, you know, you gotta, you gotta beat the tar out of them like that. I mean, you know, but... and um, we wouldn't be remiss. And with all this stuff going on all around the country, right? All this, um, Oh, these crimes, the, the smash and grab robberies that we covered, this guy pretending like he got robbed, uh, all these different things where law enforcement is actually showing their face as, as um, they're there to help you. We get this California eatery. This is in San Francisco. Kicking out cops for a safe space was a mistake. So what happens is you have a store manager in this eatery in San Francisco, three cops that are on a foot post somewhere there, probably protecting stores that are there from smash and grab. Um, they need a place to eat for lunch. They go inside this place and they're asked to leave. Why? Because whoever this cocksucker is, who's the manager at the time, um, it, it starts complaining, oh, the people in here don't feel safe. Did you go take a poll? You went up to every table and asked them if they feel safe? No, you took it upon yourself because you're a fucking asshole. And then once the owners found out, because not only did this person uh, ask the officers to leave. And this is not the first time this has happened. This happened plenty, plenty of times all around the country. Absolutely. You leave one of these knuckleheads in charge and they, they want to like uh, tell cops they can't eat here or not, whatever. Starbucks is notorious for this. Um, these people, they posted it on Instagram. Look at what I just did. I just told these cops they can't eat here. 
And then the owners found out after tremendous backlash. So there's three owners, apparently. They got together. One of the owners originally backed up them. This is, well, you know, these cops, they come in there. They have a lot of weapons on them. Okay, you can see the weapon. What about all the people that come in there with concealed carry? That You have no idea they have a weapon on them. Whatever. That's a different point. Uh, they're just on a high. They want to ask cops. Uh, they want to be able to abuse cops. That's what they want to do. I know. So now these uh, three owners backpedaled and they said, no, 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 no. You're well, you're more than welcome to come in here. Yeah. But Mark, they're backpedaling because they're getting all kinds of social media backlash. And yeah, 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 in, yeah. You know, they're not really, you know, they're not remorseful. They're not saying, you know, our, our, our guys did the wrong thing here. They're like, wow, we're losing a lot of money here. And, you know, uh, I, you know, I, I just can't understand a business doing that. I mean, most businesses want cops in there you know, to protect them, you know, you, you know, you, you want to be a place that's known the, for the police to come because bad guys are less likely to come there. And your customers usually feel safer because you see a police car in the parking lot or you see a cop in there. And, uh, you know, I could see some establishments where, you know, maybe you own the place, this kid that you hired took it upon himself. But I mean, you know, th that's not the case with a lot of these places. I mean, I, you know, I, I'm just so sick of it when these, but yeah, I, I you know, but, you know, we, we got to vote with our wallets. You know, if, if places are doing that, like you mentioned, Starbucks, you know, don't patronize the place. I mean, it kills me when I see a cop walking around with a Starbucks cup. I mean, are you kidding me? These people don't. Yeah, want to. yeah, yeah. I know. You I know? don't get it either, man. I, I don't, you know, Listen, I'm retired 10 years. I don't uh, unless that's the only place to get a cup of coffee. I'm not going to get a cup. You know of what? I live coffee. in New York. There's always the place to get a cup of coffee. Yeah. But I'm just saying if I'm, if I'm on right. the road doing a gig and I have to stop somewhere and you know, right. Listen, if the it's road. the only game in town, it's the only game in town. But I mean, people like you and I that live in places like New York city where there's a hundred different options, you know? Oh, uh, where I, listen, on my block, there's a Starbucks. There's uh now another place. Mata opened up. It's an espresso shop, but they're going to have to compete with the other espresso shop on the corner and the bagel place that always serves coffee. This all on one block. And I just don't understand. Like, are they money laundering? How much coffee are we actually drinking that we need for? Not including the diner on the corner where you could actually get coffee, too. It could go. Which yeah. is probably the cheapest one, by the way. You well, know, man, we, we covered a lot of stuff, Bill. Oh, my we God. We went did. quick. We went fast. Let's see. Well, before we uh, we close it down, let's see. Let's hello, go Joey back in Brooklyn. Who else haven't I said hello to? <laughs> M. Ray and the Dave the dog. They can't find social workers to help little kids. They want to send one to domestic violence calls. I know. I agree with you a hundred percent. What else we got here? I Baywatch. Uh, every time I see a cop, it's like, what ticket now? All right. <laughs> what were you doing? <laughs> exactly right. He says, no, I can't eat because uh, this guy, <laughs> I don't know who this guy is. Every time I see, uh, I have coffee, re real with Robo. I have coffee always, and my hubby is a Marine, and we got divine intervention to help us. I love NYPD. Thank you so much. Uh, breaking news, K.H. Walker, Jussie Smollett found guilty by the jury. Guess what, K.H. Walker? If you would have been here on time, we opened with that story. Yeah, I you have a note for being late. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for tuning in. Single Mama 4, thanks, Mark, for having Bill on. Yeah, I know. Thank Bill, you, Single Mama Bill's, 4. 
Bill's a ground ball. Thank you, MC Audio. What do you got going on, Bill? Bro, I'm busy as ever. You know, it's uh, what you know. I, I do a lot of investigative work and and process serving and and uh, a lot of defense work, believe it or not. And um, once the court started by opening back up again, um, you know, I, I'm I'm running around six seven days a week now, so I'm I'm nuts. So hopefully it'll keep going. But uh, no, I'm happy for you. I'm happy yeah, for you. That, thanks, um, thanks. Yeah, thanks. God no, bless it you. It was tough for a while. You know, I, I was. Uh, I was I was worried for a while. Thank goodness it came back. You know, I was going to start knocking my... on Joe Murray's door and say, "Give me some work." Yeah, man. Maybe well, I'm going to knock on your door. Ask you to get me some work. <laughs> we, live, we live close enough together. Just come back. Tomorrow. I know we we could have done this. You could have done this in my apartment. <laughs> Next time. next time but you wouldn't have fit in here we would have had to sit outside or next time we'll do it in a coffee shop <laughs> factual breakdown thank you so much for tuning in princess mitch nice to see bill live thank you um you know it's funny, there's so four. many folks out there that I, I i see them on different chat groups that we're in you know and uh you know and i i never get to see them so uh you know my, you, my icon is my company logo so they don't see a picture of me so hi everybody and uh i'm sure i'm much scarier in person but uh no, you think yeah. you, you look good, Bill. You keep I had my friends beat Rochelle again. You know, uh, you know, Pete yes. really launched my career many times. I always give him all the credit because he made it happen for me. So thank you, Pete. Pete's a great guy. Um, he is. Thanks, Mark, for having Bill on single mana four. I just want to make sure I covered everybody. KH Walker breaking. The, oh yeah, he we did that already. I had my wife. Okay, folks. So um what can I tell you? This was a great episode. We we went fast, man. We covered a lot no. of stuff. I mean, if I go through uh, the the Los Angeles cop, Blart. Cop, well, you know, I mean, right before we others. came on, I mean, literally the sm sm Jesse Smollett. Jesse Smollett. The right. Los Angeles cop, the the, 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 the the mall cop, the Blart that got bear sprayed. Uh, AOC. Doubts, what about, you know, I wanted to come with the, the Chinese delivery thing. robber. Oh, we didn't do the Santa thing. Yeah. There's a Santa picture. Did I, I didn't put the Santa picture up? Damn it. Well, you know, oh, well, Jesse in Colorado, in Colorado, they got in trouble, the sheriff's department, because they took a picture of Santa um, putting in for a concealed carry permit. They've had over 500,000. No, no. What was it? 100,000? 100,000? I don't remember the number. No, 50,000. I'm all over the place. 50,000 carrier permits. They've already done this year, and they have another four thousand. They're four thousand behind. That's in Colorado, folks. So if you want to carry concealed carry, um, you know, move to Colorado. Yeah, try getting one in New York. I mean, we have them no, as retired look. cops, but it's but it's, no, it's, but they no, no, no. Now they're in court. I think they're going to lose that battle. I think they're maybe they already lost that battle with how how uh, tough they make it to get a concealed carry permit in New York. So uh, I know they were in court with it. I forget the outcome, uh, but that's that's uh that's a thing of the past. Let me just see this one last thing. Yeah, we cut co we covered that already. All right, we did it all, Bill. We covered good. it all. All right, good. And you were great, by the way. Um, a pleasure. How do I get this thing off the fucking thing? Uh, I don't know if I can do that. Uh, shit, because I deleted it. Well, while uh, you're doing that, Ryan Investigative Group. We're on the net. We're on Facebook. Uh, you have a problem, give us a call. You know, we uh, do all kinds of investigative work, help you find a loved one, missing persons. Uh, you know, we're on all kinds of social media. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, RyanInvestigators.com. So uh, give us a yell. We can help you. Certainly like to. 
If you're in Pennsylvania in the Poconos Friday night, I'll be at the uh, Pocono Palace performing there, headlining there. And on Saturday, I'll be at the Comedy Cove, also in Pocono. Uh, in the Poconos, both of those places are a couple's resorts. They're a lot of fun to go and attend. And uh, if you're out there, please come and visit. Thank you guys once again for tuning yeah. in. Thank you, Bill Ryan. Thank you, Mark. And uh, we hope we can't wait to have you back again. Well, I can't wait to see you uh, perform live again. If you haven't seen him, folks, Mark is, is an amazing stand-up comic. He does great job out there. Uh, you know, he's a pleasure to see. So when he's coming to an area, please go and check him out. You won't be disappointed. It's excellent. Good That's time. very nice. Very nice of you to say that. Thank you, Raquel, for saying great show. Uh, come to Rhode Island to the Comedy Connection. I'll come out to see your show. I will there. I, I'm on my way. I can't wait to do it. We got to get Ryan. all the guys together, a cops comedy, and try to try to do a show together. <laughs> two days, two days, uh, two cents. Thanks, Ryan, for your info. All good overall. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And uh, we'll be back uh, on the thirteenth. We got uh, Wilbur Chapman coming in. That's going to be a great episode. I'm really excited right. to about have uh, about that one too. He was going to uh, be a great show. All right, thank you, everybody. Peace out. Enjoy Happy the weekend, holidays, everybody. Thank you for watching. <laughs>